Welcome, my friend. You are exactly where you need to be right now. It is not an accident that our paths have crossed. I'm confident that you are here because you are wanting more out of life. Are you ready to live your life with purpose and intention? Are you wondering how on earth to pull it all together? How exactly do you turn your ordinary days into extraordinary days? Girl, let me show you how to stop facing the day ahead and start faithing it. Join me, Sarah Elizabeth, each episode as I encourage and motivate you to place unwavering faith in the direction Christ will lead you and surrender yourself to His vision for your life. He's custom designed a life for you beyond your wildest dreams, and I want to help you discover all that He has planned for you to experience. Together, let's put God into the driver's seat of your life. Let's go. It's time to faith your day. Hey there, beautiful friend. Welcome back. I'm uber pumped that you decided to hit that play button today and spend a little time with me. I have no doubt that someone listening needs to hear this. This one's for you, baby. Whoever you are and wherever you are, this one is for you. Before we begin, though, I wanted to give a huge shout out to the host of my very favorite podcast, the ever-inspiring Pamela Krim, who hosts the Big Life devotional podcast. And tomorrow, on December 1st, she is recording and releasing her 1,000th episode. Now, that's real deal faithfulness. So if you've been liking what you hear here and want some more goodness to inspire and motivate you each day, be sure to check her out. I know you'll love her. So let's get at it. I've titled this week's episode of the Faith Your Day devotional podcast, If You Say So. Would you agree that having an abundant, blessed, and favored life is something you strive to have? I would bet that all of us and everyone we know would choose abundance, blessings, and favor over scarcity, lack, and rejection. It makes sense. Human nature is to want and to want what is good. No one wakes up in the morning hoping that they are shunned, ignored, or let down. We seek what makes us feel fulfilled, happy, and rewarded. How is it, though, that so many people seem to be continually seeking but never finding? It's easy for years to go by without ever seeming to make progress, to find your calling, or to be able to confidently feel that you can provide for your loved ones. You might be living in a barely-get-by reality right now, surviving paycheck to paycheck, taking one step forward and two steps back. It's like you're throwing out your nets, but never catching anything worth eating. Why is that? It makes no logical sense. Well, I'm wondering if maybe Jesus is almost ready to rock your world with blessing, favor, and abundance, but first he's needing a little help from you. I've got a longer scripture today from the Gospel of Luke, and this is such a great story of Jesus and his ridiculously good ways. So here is the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5, verses 1, 2, and 3, and I'm going to read these ones first, then we'll debrief a little bit, we'll read another chunk of this chapter, and then come back uh, and read it all, okay? So, This is verses 1 to 3. 
Once when he was standing on the shore of Lake Gennesaret, the crowd was pushing in on him to better hear the word of God. He noticed two boats tied up. The fishermen had just left them and were out scrubbing their nets. He climbed into the boat that was Simon's and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Sitting there using the boat for a pulpit, he taught the crowd. Okay, so let's debrief a bit. Here is Simon, who becomes known later as Peter, the rock, and another man who are scrubbing out their fishing nets. Super glamorous, right? And lo and behold, here comes this man, Jesus, who wants them to push out from shore a bit with him so that he can use their boat as a pulpit as the crowd was getting too large. And this way he would be able to address them all better by being offshore a bit where they could see him better. So Simon obviously agreed to that because next thing we read, they are out from shore and Jesus is teaching the crowd from the boat. So keep in mind that Jesus just asked Simon to do something for him. He needed to use his boat. He needed Simon's help. Let's keep reading. Same chapter, Luke 5, but this is verses 4 to 7 now. So when he finished teaching, he said to Simon, push out into deep water and let your nets out for a catch. Simon said, Master, we've been fishing hard all night and haven't caught even a minnow. But if you say so, I'll let out the nets. It was no sooner said than done, a huge haul of fish, straining the nets past capacity. They waved to their partners in the other boat to come help them. They filled both boats, nearly swamping them with the catch. Let's break this down. There's a lot to unpack here. Once Jesus had finished teaching, once he had wrapped up and was done with the favor he needed from Simon, he tells them to head out into the deep water and to put the nets down. So remember, they had already been scrubbing the nets clean and he wanted to take them back out. So here's where I picture the typical human nature of Simon. And Simon's probably like, uh, yeah, bud, we've just been out all night fishing hard. So obviously Simon would have been tired and weary as a night of fishing and pulling in, checking nets. That would have been a lot of physical labor. And he's like, dude, we didn't even catch a minnow. So cue the eye roll here. Why are we going to bother putting our clean nets back out just so we can pull them back in empty again? And Simon is creating his own reality here. He said there was nothing before and is skeptical that there will be anything to come. And how often have you done that? Decided that there is no use trying again because it didn't work before. Deciding that you'll somehow manage to get by with less than enough. Deciding that favor must be meant for someone else, but not for you. But here's the turning point for Simon. He said, if you say so. If you say so. Dang, girl, that takes faith to say That means taking a risk before you can see the outcome. That means tossing your nets into waters that you can't see fish in. You can't, but Jesus can. You can't see a way. You can't see what's ahead. 
you can't see what's below your boat, but Jesus can, if you say so. What this story can teach us about how God's favor works? Well, I think there are five key components that we can learn from this and start to apply in our own lives so that we don't spend another day coming in with empty nets. And God doesn't want for you to live a life of scarcity and lack, but you've got a few key things to do before your nets are ready to pull in fish. Number one, you need to make yourself available to help Jesus when he asks. Simon could have told Jesus to buzz off and leave him to clean his nets when he asked him to use his boat as a pulpit. Could there be some areas in your life that Jesus is needing your help with? And maybe you're turning away from him, hoping he's not going to ask you to do something outside of your comfort zone? Is there a family member, coworker, or acquaintance who needs your help or support, but yet you've decided to turn away? Have you shunned perfect strangers because you don't see why they require help from you? It's easy to focus on yourself and your own life, but are there opportunities to lend a hand to someone in need that you aren't taking? The second thing, number two, after Jesus had finished teaching, Simon didn't have to push out into deeper water, but he did. He took that first step and made a move forward. Girl, are there times in your life that you can feel God urging you out into deeper waters, but maybe you're feeling too tired, too weary, or too skeptical to give it a try. Have you already decided that you'd rather park your boat rather than taking it out to see what God might do with it? Have you been let down before and you're not willing to give it another try? Have you felt God leading you out into the sea, but you're just too scared about coming back empty-handed again? Does it seem like too much work, too much time, too much effort? Number three, in all reality, Simon could have heard Jesus telling him to throw the nets back in and instead said, you know what? I'm going to take a pass. He could have assumed that this situation would remain the same, even if he decided to try once again. He could have believed that blessings and favor wouldn't be his that day. And you know what? Had he decided to simply go back to shore, he would have been right. He would have absolutely remained empty-handed because he wouldn't have seen what Jesus could see right beneath the boat. Sometimes I have to wonder if your big catch is right there waiting for you. But because you are too impatient, too reluctant, and too convinced that there is nothing here for you, you decide not to take the risk when you hear the calling. You decide to do what's easiest, what's comfortable, and what's familiar. Do you actually ever put your faith in God to reveal what He's ready to do for you? Number four, and this one gets an exclamation point. Make sure Jesus is in your boat. Simon went out alone the first time. He didn't have any success the first time, but he also didn't have his secret weapon with him. When he went out the night before, he would have put his faith in his own abilities 
and his own talents and skills. Now, remember, Simon was a fisherman by trade, so he would have been considered an expert at the time. But even still, he was no match for Jesus's divine capabilities. Jesus knew exactly what was there waiting to be caught. He knew that Simon was just moments away from his most memorable fishing experience yet, and he knew that the words, if you say so, would unleash crazy power, potential, and prosperity. Whatever it is you do today, my girl, make sure to have Jesus in your boat. If you have a whisper, a calling, a nudge, an inkling in your heart, my sweet sister, it's time to respond with, if you say so. You might be an expert in what you do. You might be rocking life some days on your own, but let's be real. You screw this thing up pretty darn good most days, don't you? I know I do. So don't put your faith and your confidence in yourself. You might catch a fish here or there, but your nets aren't going to be bursting at the seams unless you bring along Jesus. Number five, it's so critical to notice that had he not waved down the other boat to come load up with the overflowing fish, his boat would have been swamped, would have sunk and would have been lost. My point here, darling, is that your blessings can become your burdens when you aren't willing to pass them along and share them with someone else. His overflowing catch would have literally sunk his boat had he not been willing to part with some of it. Believe me when I tell you, if you invite Jesus into your life and you listen intently to what he tells you, if you reply with, if you say so, and focus on him and his word, then fear not, favor and abundance will find you. God wants to pour his blessings upon you, but if you hoard them all to yourself, if you aren't willing to part ways with those things and share them with others, or if you focus all your attention on earthly treasures, then those blessings will eventually become your burden. The weight will eventually become too much and you will start to sink under the weight of the very thing that you have prayed for for so long. Never get caught up in keeping it all for yourself. When Christ is good to you, when your nets are overflowing, pass that goodness on to someone else. To show those around you what it looks like to be ridiculously blessed, but more importantly, ridiculously humble and generous. It's prayer time, my friend. Let's reach out to our loving Heavenly Father. Well, hello again, Jesus. It's us, your girls, and we're checking in, wanting to chat. We want to let you know how truly thankful we are that you've called us to another day of life. You've gifted us today and provided us with an opportunity to hear your voice and to reply with, if you say so. Lord, sometimes it feels like we've spent so many nights throwing out our nets and not catching a thing. We get tired, weary, and feel defeated. But Jesus, we can hear your faint whisper telling us to head out into deeper waters and try again. 
Try once more and try with you in the boat this time. Lord, we are so ready for whatever it is you have in store for us. We've prayed about this. We've dreamed about this. And we are trusting and putting our faith into your timing that at the perfect moment, our nets will be overflowing as well. Lord, please help us to stay humble and grateful for all it is that we have. It's easy to lose sight of where our blessings come from, but keep the words, but for the grace of God go I, on our lips and in our hearts. Father, we love how you care for us, are near to us, and keep encouraging us whenever it is we just want to fold up our nets and go home. You can see so much more than we can. You can see what's just below the surface and what's deep down heading our way. For your insight, your guiding words, and your ability to lead us with your teachings, we say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We ask all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. My sister, let me tell you, I feel like my nets are overflowing every time you join me here. I really appreciate that. It makes me just feel so blessed. And I hope that the blessings are being returned to you by getting a chance to, you know, come and connect with some of God's words and let those lead you in your journey today. So come on back next week and we'll keep on chatting about God's good plans for your life. He's got them in abundance and he's got them ready for you. I wish you all of his blessings today from my heart to yours. Bye for now. 